Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everyone. This is the podcast We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. We're seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. This week, we invited Simone Four of La Patisserie Choquette to talk about her work and other things she does outside of work. Like, for instance, did you know she has an Etsy shop completely unrelated to Choquette? Simone had a lot of really fun things to say, so I hope you enjoy. Hi, Simone. Hello. Thank you for coming over. Thank you. We really appreciate it. This is my podcast voice. It's a really great. It's a very nice NPR voice. Thank you. you. Very good. That is lovely. And that's my (laughs) podcast voice. (laughs) I won't be able to keep it up. That's okay. You don't have to. Well, thank you for coming over this evening. Uh, You brought us some treats. Some eating and drinking treats. What do you have for us? So, the first thing is white wine, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's, you know, anything special, but the special part would be the cassis mm-hmm. that my father-in-law makes in yes. his basement in France. Mm-hmm. So they grow tons and tons of fruit trees, mm-hmm. and uh, he picks them when they're at their finest at the peak, mm-hmm. and then he makes wines and mm-hmm. liqueurs and deliciousness and pours it over ice cream. But this one is actually going to go into uh, a new sangria macaroon. So excellent! Mm, wow. You guys though get to taste it first. This is it, really yummy. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Good. I could down that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that is yummy. Yeah, shot that at bedtime every night would be really good. You know, just mm-hmm. especially had a cough and a little tickle there. Yep. Oh, that would be the end of the podcast, though. That's true. Nothing more. Nothing more. And you also have this cute little box, this diamond-shaped box for us. Yes. Okay. So, so these, this is a special French treat. They are. These what are is this? Uh, Cali Song, and they are from the south of France. Mm-hmm. They're little candies, uh, melon candies. Mm-hmm. There are lots of uh, candied melon and vanilla and deliciousness. There's mm-hmm. some citrus in there too, and some poured fondant. And they're mm. these beautiful little jewel shapes. Mm-hmm. Chocolate same. or not? No, no. However, I have seen chocolate calisong. Uh huh. Yeah, and they're you know not common in the United States, but there's a shop in New York mm-hmm. inside of the Time Building where you can get these now. And it's mm-hmm. a shop. Uh, it's a tiny uh, chain out of Paris, but. They're delicious. Excellent. Feel free to just devour. I would love to I have one love... right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, go I've never it. heard of these before. They, they are oops. great. Oh, hey, there, there you go. Very sweet, right. though. Cheers. Cheers. Very Ding. cheap. Mm. So mm. very firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sweet. Mm. Lots of almond. Yeah. It's really similar to marzipan. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Mm. It's nice. Be nice with coffee. Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting texture. I've never really had anything like this before. Yeah, and nice. you won't really find those in the north. I love mm. Christine's critique, where she's like, mm. "Okay, you know, this is, this is interesting. This is different. I've never had anything like this before. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that I love it just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love your descriptors. I'm going to start using those. Okay, good. <laughs> I appreciate that." Mm. I like that. It goes well with the with the drink, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. Ask for much more than that. Excellent. So, Simone, for maybe the uh, two people in St. Louis who have not met you yet, where can we find you? What do you do in St. Louis? 
Well, I do a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what I enjoy doing. Yes. You can find me at Chouquette, Mm -hmm. uh, the bakery that I absolutely love being a part of. Um, And when I'm not headlining at Chouquette, you can find me at home, Netflix and chilling with my (laughs) five-year-old. Excellent. No, not a bad idea. Yes, yes. Netflix is good to do in, in weather like this. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. Excellent. So La Patisserie Choquette. Yes. That is three years old now? We're a little over three years old. Mm-hmm. It feels like longer, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think because I had it in my head for so long. Mm-hmm. So technically, it was in existence far longer than three and a half years. Mm-hmm. But we have been open um same location, Tower Grove in McCree, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. known as uh, Botanical Eats or Botanical mm-hmm. Heights or mm-hmm. Carb Corner, which is my favorite mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Cool. Like that. Yeah. Um, and it's been good. Like, it's been, like, people have been very receptive mm-hmm. to what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. How long has this been an idea in your head? So the idea evolves. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, when I was in culinary school, just always had this idea of a cake shop. Not mm-hmm. so much a full-service bakery, because that there's so much involved in that. And even on a daily basis, I'm learning every day just what a commitment that is mm-hmm. to serve the array of things that we serve. Mm-hmm. So um, I think very early on, I knew that I wanted to have a place. I just didn't quite know what that place would be like, mm-hmm. or all the moving pieces and all those people that would play a part in making that place what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, I, I like what it is becoming. Yes, because it's not quite there yet. Yeah, and I don't even know that it ever will be mm-hmm. because I change daily. And sure, so of course. Yeah. The place would change. Right, mm-hmm. gotta remain malleable. Mm-hmm. I must. Yes, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, you know, gets a little. It's a little boring. Yeah. It's stuck. <laughs> That's true. You know, yeah. So La Patisserie is a French bakery patisserie. Yes. What are you especially known for? Especially known for cakes and macarons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very sort of new concept, the macaron. Mm-hmm. Macaron. Yes. We. Yes. Oui. yes. Mm. Um, but I think it's catching on. It's very trendy. Mm-hmm. People love them, different colors, different flavors, and we're known for really pushing the envelope mm-hmm. on colors and flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our specialty cakes, because a cake is not just a cake anymore. It's not enough to just have cake. It's got to be delicious and beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And bigger than your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Fair enough>. yep. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what you know. What we've kind of built a brand around mm-hmm. that and. Uh, art as food and pop culture translated mm-hmm. into food. Nice. Very good. So you have you've had formal training. You could call it that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I didn't go to pastry school. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people will come into the shop and they'll ask, "Oh, what pastry school did you go mm-hmm. to?" And I didn't. I went to culinary school. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a pastry program, although I was very much so into pastry. It simply wasn't available to me in New Orleans. Um, Mm -hmm. So I focused my attention on another passion that I had at the time, which was kosher cuisine. Mm -hmm. There's a big population um, of Jewish 
residence in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this will be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was finishing up culinary school, took a position at the Ritz Carlton mm-hmm. and they did a lot of kosher events. And so I got to put those skills to work daily, mm-hmm. but I started really, really enjoying that French pastry vibe mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the cakes and mm-hmm. a little bit of the candy. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found my true home. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, love, love kosher cuisine. Mm-hmm. I love the story of it, the feel of it. I love eating mm-hmm. for a reason. <laughs> like, I think we all should. Yeah. And that allowed me to do that. But um, pastry school, I never went back to just do pastry, mm-hmm. but just completely found my love in the pastry shop. Very good. So are you self-taught in pastry? No. no. And, you know, that term self-taught, I have that conversation with a lot of cake decorators mm-hmm. because I personally don't believe a person can be self-taught unless mm-hmm. you've been living in a cave mm-hmm. and you've never had access to the interwebs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes. I think you've got to pay homage to anyone that you have ever taken inspiration from or mm-hmm. seen a video sure. or you know, mm-hmm. watched them. Whether you know it or not, even. Exactly. Yeah. I think you know we've taken from people so we have to pay respect to those people so what I you know I didn't go to pastry school specifically but I worked in a French pastry kitchen Mm -hmm. which is where I got 99% of my training Mm -hmm. um and then traveling and even now I still take classes Mm -hmm. once a year I try and find a course to take neat very good so when you think of the word successful who's the first person who comes to mind oh or people Mm. 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 And you can't answer yourself, (laughs) or your husband, or. I mean, you know, my husband would be the easiest, obvious choice because Mm -hmm. my definition of the word successful has nothing to do with traditional definitions. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Mm -hmm. in monetary success as a definition of the word as a whole. Mm -hmm. I believe if you are, if you've got goals, you're achieving those goals and you're happy with where you are and you're making a difference in your life and the lives of others, you are successful. Mm -hmm. And my husband's biggest goal is to make sure that our son and me, that we are happy with our family Mm -hmm. and that he can go to work and cook delicious food and be around cool people and come home and we are smiling and happy to see him and I mean the other piece of that puzzle would be that dinner would be made but that's never going to happen so I would say that he is successful and that's how I judge my success by making sure that I am physically and mentally able to uh, contribute to our family and emotionally Nice. and then that leads into my success excellent very nice Um, what brought you to St. Louis? I needed a change. My mm. chef in New Orleans was driving me bananas. Mm-hmm. And at the Ritz? At the Ritz, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was an awesome guy. Just, you know, we had been together for too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had come up in the ranks together. And mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to see something different. And I had left after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, you know, that Bon Jovi song, you know, you can't go home. Mm-hmm. It's hard going home, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. There are rules to follow. Mm -hmm. And after living away after uh, Hurricane Katrina and then coming back, Mm -hmm. I realized that there was just more out there. I had seen more, so I just wanted Mm -hmm. to be a part of something different. Mm -hmm. And 
Damien and I were married but living in separate countries because we couldn't mm. find jobs in the same oh, hotel. Wow. Mm. Wow. So he was working at the Ritz in Grand Cayman and mm. I was working at the Ritz in St. Louis. Like I transferred here oh, wow. mm. and that went on for about a year. Huh? Um, but when I said to him, oh, when I found this place we can go. Mm-hmm. It's called St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I've never been before, but... There's a Ritz Carlton there, and there's a position that both of us can, <laughs> can work. And he goes, Oh, Saint Louis is French, no? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Best French as it comes. Sure is. I'm like, Don't Google it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's how I ended up here. They needed a, uh, a pastry chef who had kosher experience. Wow. Hmm. Because the Ritz Carlton here has the last kosher kitchen in the entire company. Really? And they needed someone with uh, a lot of wedding cake experience. Mm. And that was my forte. Wow. So kind of perfect. Yeah, it was a perfect fit. And everything just sort of fell into place. I applied for a transfer on Monday and had a contract in my hand on Wednesday. Wow. So it just like, it was like, bada bam. And how long ago was that? I have been here six years. Okay. Oh, cool. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Rich. Oh, hey, there we go. I mean, let's just put it out there. I grew up, you know, living in the projects in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And so there weren't a whole lot of expectations for me. And so I figured the only way that I was getting out of that was to marry a rich man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and like college was not the first thing, Mm -hmm. you know. But as I got older into my teenage years I mm-hmm. said oh you know there's so many different things I could be a police officer I could be a social worker I could mm-hmm. be you know a doctor and then I was like no you can't what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I I tried a lot of different things yeah and was good at a lot of different things mm-hmm. but wasn't happy with them mm-hmm. um, and then found my way into the kitchen and it, it's it's the right fit yeah was your family encouraging about what you wanted to do, or did they have oh ideas? Oh, my God, no. No? <laughs> so, okay, just a little bit. You know New Orleans. New Orleans is known for food. Mm-hmm. People eat. Like, we literally eat in our sleep. You can mm-hmm. go into any of my family members' houses. <laughs> you think that that's snoring? They're chewing in their <laughs> sleep. <laughs> and yet, when I told my mother, Stella, that's what I call her, <laughs> that I was going to culinary school, she kind of gave me this look. And we've all seen the look before. It's that judgmental kind of, mm. Mm, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> because yeah. everybody else in my family worked for the city. Mm. They were either like meter maids or worked for sewage and water board. Mm. So they had real jobs because they had pensions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Same. Sure. <laughs> they had yeah. benefits. And I was talking about cooking for someone. And I it, that, I think, was just like, you know, you're going to go and cook in somebody's house? Like, mm. the idea mm. of this you know little black girl from the projects trying mm. to be a chef like that just did not exist mm. in the world that I grew up in mm-hmm. I mean, was success defined by becoming a good public servant and just kind of yeah. having a good life laid out for you exactly just, yeah. you do you know a, you work a good job come mm-hmm. home pay your bills and mm-hmm. that that's pretty much it yeah, and you're it was like you're going to be a rock star or something I guess like I'm gonna go join a band and like, like yeah it was yeah. like impossible and even for myself, I didn't know really the vast world of the culinary arts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, it just, it seemed like something to do. Hmm. It was different. Like I decided to be a nurse and 
you know, worked in a pediatrician's office after school mm. and really sucked. Mm. Mm. Like, there is nothing worse than a sick person. Like, and it's <laughs> pediatric, so it's not yeah. even the kid. Uh, like, they can't help holes. themselves. They're yeah. sick. Yep. You know, but dealing with the parents of sick kids, it's mm. difficult. And so I... Uh, on the advice of um, a doctor that I was working for, decided to check out a culinary program. Hmm. And oh. that seemed to be a good fit. But my mother, she goes, oh, so you're going to bake cookies? Is that it? You're, like, mm-hmm. you're going to make cookies for people? Mm-hmm. And I, my you know, answer was like, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but even I didn't see it leading to executive patient chef at a Ritz-Carlson hotel. Yeah. Wow. Like, that wasn't my mm. goal. Interesting. Okay. So, what, what, what do you think made that happen? Was it just your drive, or is it certain people you met at the no, right time? No, I, I think I wasn't thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I found myself literally on a path that I had not chosen for myself. Sure. Um, I was not at the wheel. Mm-hmm. It mm. was, you know, things were falling into place. I was good at what I did. I was very uh, aggressive, is what they call mm-hmm. girls like me in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're so aggressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you're saying um, I said the call specifically girls who are well yeah, yeah she's just so you know she's such a you know aggressive one not mm. a go getter she's not confident she's so aggressive mm. <laughs> um, mm. and so I was able to navigate with what I wanted and how I wanted things in the kitchen and found myself being that person who spoke up mm. more often than not mm-hmm. even when there wasn't mm. a platform necessarily sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and opportunities came up uh, that I was offered hmm. and I said well you know I'm really happy with what I'm doing now and it turned into like oh, well but you know it'll mm-hmm. be so much better for you yeah. and I really loved what I was doing and mm-hmm. every time I got a promotion I really loved it mm-hmm. and I loved mm-hmm. the challenges of it and then before you know it the executive chef came to me and said you know your patient chef's going to be leaving and it's going to be a position and you are going to apply for it. And I said, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm working like 60 hours a week right now. I am hourly. Mm-hmm. I am good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no way. Mm-hmm. And it's as if I blacked out for about a week. I found myself standing in front of the general manager with this beautiful resume and portfolio and doing mm-hmm. a tasting mm-hmm. and signing mm-hmm. a contract. And mm-hmm. there I was. And it was the best decision that I'd made. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was the best thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the best thing that I didn't know that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And how so. old were you when that happened? Ooh. That was 2008. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, still young enough to grow mm-hmm. but too old to uh, to make more sacrifices mm-hmm. for the job that mm-hmm. it was going to require like you know I didn't have any kids and mm-hmm. um, yeah it was just I could work more hours you can always work more hours but the window of opportunity to make family decisions starting to dwindle. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so, and I hadn't made up my mind yet Mm -hmm. about those decisions. So, Mm. but it, it turned out well. Cool. It worked. Very good. Mm. Uh, what book or books have you gifted the most to people? Oh, that's a good one. I've been asked before what I'm reading now or like, what's the last thing I read, but Mm -hmm. never gifted because that's very important. That means you really, really like Mm -hmm. that book. 
So probably Cane River. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the one that every time it's come back to me mm-hmm. is so tattered and torn and worn. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so happy because it means that they were really, really getting into mm-hmm. it. But Cane River by Lolita Tadini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a novel? It is. I have not heard of that. Tell me about it. Yeah, same here. So it is about <laughs> the people of Cane River in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And it follows a generation of black women who for a long time decided that the best thing that they can do for the survival of their children was to sort of weed out their race. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to produce white children, but they wanted to produce children who were at the very least, at the very least, what was called at the time mulatto. Um, Or a quadroon, or even, you know, the octoroon would would have been Mm. prime if you could Mm. do that. Mm. Uh, Because they knew that they had to live, and they knew that they had to have children. So if you Mm. were going to bring life into the world, why not make those children's lives as easy as possible? Mm. So... Uh, It starts off with Elizabeth when she is a young slave girl, and Mm -hmm. then it goes into her daughter, and then Mm. her daughter, and then her daughter. Um, And it was written by a woman who had this wonderful corporate job and decided to leave her job in order to focus on tracing her family tree, which led to Mm. this wonderful book Mm. that is so riddled with possibility and doubt and... Mm. sacrifice and charm and wisdom Mm. and tragedy Mm. and then she did a a follow-up um to that book i believe that one was was it cane river and i think it's maybe red river Mm -hmm. but not you know not as powerful because Mm -hmm. it takes Mm. place more like you know um post slavery mm-hmm. which you know follows their struggles but it, it kind of you know it lost a lot of that thing which made the first novel so satisfying for me which mm-hmm. was just the story of the women because after that you get introduced to more of the men in the family and mm-hmm. it starts to take a different tone mm-hmm. and their children start making different choices which mm-hmm. changes the tone completely but you mm-hmm. see this transition into um, who a lot of people in my family are yeah. like I could identify with mm. that story, but it's it's wonderful. I passed really it. Fascinating. Uh, mm. It's it is so good. Like you reading this book, I feel like I'm back in Louisiana. Mm. I feel like I'm standing on this river. Mm. Um, mm. It's wonderful. Neat. I'll to look for that. That's yes. cool. Thank you. That's You're that's welcome. great. Um, do you have any special food memories from growing up, or cooking memories? I remember that my mother would not let us into her kitchen when she was cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and women in the South are very territorial about their kitchens. Yes. Mm. And even I am now. Like, <laughs> I don't like having people in the kitchen who are not currently cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're running in to grab something, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But just kind of standing there. And I know that there's this thing when you're buying a house where they're like, the kitchen is an investment because that's where everyone gathers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> like, I vacuumed for you in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember growing up and she would, you know, be in the kitchen cooking no matter what it was. Like, 
if you were going in to get a glass of water or something, it, she would just like feel your presence and she'd turn around. Do you need something? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you're like, well, well, the only door outside of the house is right is right here. I was I was actually leaving. <laughs> Jeez, <wow. laughs> and my sister and I, we had these, you know, ideas about what the hell is she doing in there? Like yeah. Maybe she's just taking everything out of a box and she just doesn't want us to know. Oh, no, that wasn't it. No. <laughs> it was just, you know, it's that whole Southern lady where you're just like, this is the literally the only control that I have in my house 100%. What comes mm-hmm. into this kitchen, what goes out of this mm-hmm. kitchen. And sure. that is how I will control you. Mm-hmm. Is what you will and <laughs> wow. will not eat at any given wow. time. That's yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I like See, that. you thought I was going to say, like, I had the most delicious po' boy. Yeah, I had no idea. No, see? Nothing like that. Mm. It's just mm. kitchen oppression. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Via Stella. Very good. All right. <laughs> What's an interest or a hobby you have that no one would ever suspect about you? <laughs> I make miniature polymer clay food for dolls. Really? Really. Hmm. I do. Hmm. Oh. I do. I love it. Yeah. Huh. Dolls never complain that their macarons aren't all the same size. <laughs> or this one's got cracks in it. And then, yeah. uh-huh. You will never hear that from a doll. <laughs> never. But I make and sell... Um, and the only reason that I sell it is because I literally just don't know enough little girls to give it away to. Wow. <laughs> but as a hobby, uh, tiny doll food. Hmm. Wow, that's okay. cool. Yes. Yeah. And it is so fun. Yeah. It is so fun because it's literally like what I do all day. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's so tiny and yeah. so cute. Hmm. And the shelf life is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, is, do you have to, like, fire them in the kiln or, like, uh... So, uh, firing them in the oven or air dry mm-hmm. is, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. And clay is like fondant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, but cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the idea that some little girl is sitting in New York playing with sandwiches that I made... <laughs> <laughs> While I was watching, you know, Orange is the New Black. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, dee, 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 dee. that's awesome to me. I always, whenever I get an order for something, I will Google the address to uh-huh. see where it's going. Because I'm like, oh, oh, this is so exciting. And, you know, I looked at one. I was like, oh, well, this is nice. Yeah. This little girl is going to be playing with my things. Mm-hmm. And she's such a lucky little girl. And cool. Uh, but I found that. Probably ninety percent of the people that I sell to are mm-hmm. adult women. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have an Etsy shop or something? I or? do. Okay. Yeah. Can, can you share what it is? Yes, it's Chelsea's Kitchen. Chelsea. How do you spell Chelsea? C H E L S E A. Okay. Is that, is that your pseudonym? <laughs> no, that would be <laughs> Sasha. No, oh, hey, there we go. When I was a child, yes. I wanted to change my name to Sasha. Hmm. Davidovich. Mm, I don't know where that last name mm, came wow. from. I must have heard it someplace mm-hmm. because I was convinced. I was going to be like Sasha Cosby Davidovich. Cosby. <laughs> yes. Mm. I just knew it. Thank mm. God I didn't change my name. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be bad business. That's cool. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's what people don't know about me. Interesting. Okay, so Chelsea's Kitchen. Chelsea's Kitchen. Huh. And, uh, you know, 
it just happened. Mm. Like, I, when I was in New Orleans, I loved playing with tiny things and mm-hmm. loved dolls and had a doll collection and I collected doll houses mm-hmm. and would refinish them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very time-consuming, yes. expensive hobby. Yeah. And I had three homes um, in various states mm-hmm. in New Orleans at the time of Hurricane Katrina and mm-hmm. I lived in a bayou, like a neighboring town to New Orleans called Chalmette, mm-hmm. a little bayou town, shrimping community. So we lived like right on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course that was all gone quickly, but those houses, so I feel like I actually lost four homes mm-hmm. in oh, Katrina. Wow. Wow. Those houses were uh, just annihilated and mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to get back into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, getting back into the food like it's really amazing the miniature artists that are out there like Hmm. these people are sick Hmm. I can't even imagine (laughs) having that kind of skill Hmm. and for me I'm like oh look at this cute little tort (laughs) (laughs) like calling my husband in the kitchen at the Ritz honey I just finished a bot cake (laughs) 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 like a couple weeks ago I'm like I just made Emo's pizza Okay. Oh, that no, that could probably really sell in St. Good job. Louis. Well, let me tell you, the new American Girl doll is from St. Louis. Really? New doll of the oh, year is a really? St. Yes. Huh. She has no a idea. whole story. Like what? her mother is a professor at WashU. Wow. She enjoys being outdoors. She loves Forest Park. Huh. Wow. And I think she's part Brazilian. Oh. Cool. I don't know where that part of the story yeah, came yeah, from, yeah. but I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Interesting. I had not heard of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a really good answer. I yeah. like it. Well, do you realize that you don't live far from the Dollhouse Museum? I've heard I've of I've heard that of that, yeah. yeah. It's but I don't know where exactly it is. Yours. Yeah. And the sad part is I've never been in. Yeah. 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 I don't I trust either. myself. No, I, I've never come out. Yeah. Yeah, no. I still live there. Uh. Hmm. All right, let's see. Ooh, all right, so you have good answers. Okay. Yeah, I, get, is, uh, I get to bring on my creative question. Yeah, no, I yeah. like oh, okay. It. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll be right back. One if one. you okay. could have a billboard anywhere, what would you put on it? Oh. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Mm-hmm. That's it. Stop. Because I feel like that word is just not used enough by all of us. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're about to do or say or think, mm-hmm. just stop. Stop and think. But you don't even need the rest of that. Just stop. Yeah. Good. I like it. I want it, and now I must have it. All right. <laughs> I put the idea in your head. Yes. It's a little kernel. Okay, great. Um, I think I just have about two questions left, but, you know, so we'll, we'll just keep talking about stuff. <laughs> do, I do you have... Uh, no, thank you. Do you have any asks or requests of the people listening? Yes. I ask that people simply throw out the notion of tolerance Mm -hmm. of what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And maybe approach things a little more accepting in terms of in terms of food. Mm -hmm. I find that St. Louis has taken this persona of people who are very stuck in their ways when it comes to food, but the food scene has changed so much just in the six years that I've been here. Mm -hmm. And we have people who are far more open and far more willing and accepting of change when it comes to food Mm -hmm. and that that's okay, but we still have 
this large population of people that we've got to reach mm-hmm. who uh, you know really believe that fine dining is a specific thing mm-hmm. and maybe approach eating food approach eating and food is more of an experience mm-hmm. there's so much that plays into it mm-hmm. and for me I just because I used to be you know so grossly overweight mm-hmm. or what they would call you know like obese mm-hmm. morbidly mm-hmm. obese I believe was the term I would eat to eat mm-hmm. there was no there was no cause there was no reason but now we all have a reason we all have you know different reasons and there are so many options for us and i think just accept that things have changed accept Mm -hmm. that it's something you maybe don't know or maybe aren't comfortable with and just eat the freaking cake Mm. (laughs) Mm. the freaking cake it's so easy life is too short Mm. life is too short Mm -hmm. And if we don't eat the cake, you know what's going to happen? Kale's going to take over. Do we really want another kale epidemic? Because let me tell you, those were some dark days. Those were some dark days. And once it was announced that broccoli was the new kale, I was like, oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I don't want any food that I have to massage first. No. It should not be that difficult. Right, that's right. Oh. <laughs> So where can people find you in person and online? Online, I can be found at Shuket STL. Mm-hmm. And that is for Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and Pinterest. In person. Mm-hmm. Tuesday through Saturday, I can be found at Shuket at 1626 Tower Grove on the corner of Tower Grove and McCree, only two blocks north of Botanical Gardens. Yes. I say mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after five, I can be found in the line at Target. Oh, hey, there we go. Okay. Chippewa Plaza. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. you go there a lot. Yeah. Yep. I will be the one with the screaming child, the beautiful biracial Maxime. Please don't judge me. <laughs> if you see me snatch him and not shake him, but gently move him back and forth mm. in order to get my point across. That would be me. A, du- a directive jiggle. Hey, oh, yeah. I like. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right, very good. And then you have, for people who may not be in St. Louis, so obviously you have your food that you create, your doll food. Yes. Chelsea's Kitchen on Etsy. Mm -hmm. You also have a Macaron of the Month Club. We do have a Macaron of the Month Club. And let me tell you, the idea for the Macaron of the Month Club is far greater than the packaging of the Macaron of the Month Club Mm -hmm. monthly. Mm -hmm. Because the weather in St. Louis is insane. Yes, and we just never know what we're going to get. So now yeah. we're just like, we've got to get, like, airtight, biodegradable. Like, we literally need to ship pods to people. Wow. Like, whole pods. Wow. Because the temperature just fluctuates so sure. greatly throughout mm-hmm. the, the country. But the Macaroon Month Club is great because if you're not in St. Louis, you can still get our products. Mm-hmm. And we actually ship quite a few of our Pret-a-Manger items um, all over the place. I am very passionate about uh, jam making, or as they say in the world of French cuisine, mm-hmm. confiture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm playing around with the idea of starting a private jam label. Mm-hmm. Something with uh, lots of interesting herbs and petals, little florals, mm-hmm. and 
fruity goodness. And so we can ship those as well. Nice. Excellent. Those sound good. So they can find that on the website, Choquette STL? They can contact us through the website. Okay. It's actually Simone4.com. Okay. Yeah, we went totally French. Mm. You know, you go to France or you look up a pastry shop. It's always like the name of the shop. I see. Yes. Very yes. good. Um, so it's S-I-M-O-N-E-F-A-U-R-E.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can find lots of information there and request pricing and shipping and all that good stuff. Excellent. Well, Chef Simone, thanks for coming over. Thank you for bringing your f- French goodies. Oh, you're welcome. They were very delicious. I enjoyed watching you enjoy those more <laughs> than I actually enjoy them because I was waiting to see your face when you bit into that because I'm going to be 100% with you here. This is 100% truth juice, okay? Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. 100% of the Calisson. Yeah. And that is why it is not on the menu at Chouquette. Because mm. if I can't make it and give it enough of a twist so that I like it, mm-hmm. Mm. in my head I've convinced myself that others won't like it. Interesting. Interesting. I do. I have found some that I find more delicious. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are very, like, pungent with alcohol. Mm. <laughs> okay. You know, um, but... The straight melon and the marzipan, as you said, mm-hmm. I think it's just such, it's so foreign to my tongue hmm. because it's hard to find marzipan in the U.S. now. It's so expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So I can do this with coffee and like hmm. when it has like chunks of fruit in it mm-hmm. or like okay. rose petal. Hmm. But I was, I really wanted to see your, because I know that you're a sweetie. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to, I, and your response was just like mine. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And yet I can't stop buying them and bringing them back or requesting them for family members to send over. It's a problem. That's all right. Well, it's kind of the French fruitcake, I guess. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because I don't know of a French fruitcake. Hmm. hmm. But something that people get, and they don't say want, but they keep getting exactly. for people. They don't yeah. say either, but it's what you get. It's what you receive. Yes. And just kind of, mm. yeah. But like it, it. it grows on you. Well, it I, does. I like the yeah. little citrus kick in there. I thought it was like yeah. orange mm-hmm. peel or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a melon right or something. It takes a second, yeah. yeah. That's cool. But especially with, this, uh, with the uh, little concoction here, the wine cassis, yes, yeah. it kind of almost brought out a little bit some more flavors in there, I thought. Oh, it's good. I'm going to have to take your word for it. Yeah. Maybe just dunk it. Just dunk it some cassis. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> Let's just sit in cassis for like an hour oh, and then eat in a spoon. I think we're just... going to have to call it something different then. It is no longer a Kelly's. Wow. All right. We're going to say goodbye then. That's Alrighty. cool. We, okay. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no Thank problem. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Y'all were easy. Great. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Did you like this interview? If so, could you share it on social media? Do you have any ideas for people we can interview? If so, send an email with the subject line podcast to weeatsofsdl at gmail.com. Please join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff.